0: Hello, good to have you with us on Red Barn Radio. I'm Brad Becker. Tonight, we are in our 21st season of Red Barn Radio, and we welcome you to show number 791. Sam Foster, tonight's guest, is a road dog. He lives and breathes the idea that repetition and regularity are the chisels to refine his craft, He hails from Winston-Salem. He emerged on the North Carolina music scene in 2014. He's brought his brand of tenacity to eager crowds all over the southeastern United States ever since. We're so glad to have Sam back with us, this time with his band, The Obsolete. Let's give it up for Sam Foster and The Obsolete on Red Barn Radio. She was born in a backseat
1: On some blacktop county road Her daddy was driving Just as fast as he could go And on the day her mama pushed her out She was wild, she was free Nothing could ever hold her Not even 16 she was breaking hearts for fun yeah she loved to wind them up just to watch them come undone when she finally got to me we was pushing legal aid yeah we thought we ran this town for Oh how far can you
2: run Thanks to WEKU, Red Barn Radio's official radio partner NPR for Central and Eastern Kentucky Listen online at WEKU.org Red Barn Radio is presented with the financial support of LexArts, Lexington, Kentucky's premier cultural development, advocacy, and fundraising organization. LexArts, working for the development of a strong and vibrant arts community as a means of enhancing the quality of life in Central Kentucky. And by VisitLex, Lexington, Kentucky's Convention and Visitors Bureau, Planning to visit Lexington or just looking for more information? Visit Lex is on the web at visitlex.com.
0: While drawing much inspiration from legends of country music past and present, Sam Foster's roots run deep into the vein of American music, and he is continually inspired by folk, soul, rock, and rhythm and blues. In late 2021, after splitting with his band Whiskey Foxtrot, Foster formed a backing band and now tours as both a solo act as well as Sam Foster and the Obsolete. Foster is proud to announce the release of Heat Waves, his first record with the Obsolete, out in June of 22. The record retains Foster's roots in country and Americana, but forges ahead into exciting new territory. Sam is here tonight on Red Barn Radio with his band, The Obsolete. They are Brad Cardill on bass and vocals, Nikki Forrester on keys and vocals, Mitch Hall on drums, and hey, who else? Sam Foster on vocals and guitar. Welcome Sam Foster and The Obsolete to Red Barn Radio.
1: So you want to start making No less That's just business And it don't It's a little time around the waist. And you take it to your man so post haste. And when he's all used up, it'll taste like dust. Be careful. When Hold eyes up front, they'll start to melt. Running low, oh, will sustain. Might as well be cocaine. And it's only
0: Welcome to yet another sound of Sam Foster, his new sound with The Obsolete, his band that has just released a a brand new CD. We're glad to have you here. Yeah, thanks for having me. Man, man. music sounds great. Thank you.
3: No, I'm uh, from a little community called Farmington, North Carolina, but nobody knows where that is, so I tell everybody Winston-Salem. Okay. Uh, It's the closest, I guess, uh, larger city.
0: So how close are you actually to Uh, the metropolitan area? 20 minutes. Okay. Yeah.
3: I guess technically the suburbs or something. Sure. It's pretty rural yeah. out there. I got interested in music from an early age. I, my parents were always big music fans, and the music my dad listened to in particular, he was always you know, listening to Dwight Yoakam, Emmylou Harris, Doc Watson, Flat and & Scruggs. And so those seeds were planted early on. And I remember seeing a music video of Dwight Yoakam when I was like five. It was, it was the These Arms video, and he's slinging the Gibson oh. guitar around. I was like, yeah, that's pretty cool.
4: Oh,
0: yeah.
3: And it was all downhill from there. <laughs> ah,
0: so Dwight Yoakam, your earliest yep. influence. Yep. Did you like that guitar?
3: Yep. I'd love to have one, but I'm t- I'm too broke to afford a nice yeah, Gibson.
0: Ha, ah, <laughs> what about that electric guitar player played with him? Pete uh, Anderson. Oh, Pete Anderson, huh? Yeah.
3: He's one of those, like, as soon as he hits a note, you, you know it's him, just based on his tone. Yeah. He's such a great picker.
1: Like a kick in the shins I've got a world of it And it just won't quit Sometimes fun is having a smoke But it makes me choke Like a dirty joke Making out in the back of my car Left the bar to be way too hard. Feel the sweat on the back of my neck Honey, what comes next Looking live and red You used to say things
3: always loved Dwight Yoakam and then when I was a teenager I had a heavy metal phase hardcore screamo kind of stuff oh you did eye gouging music yeah I had long hair and a skateboard that I couldn't even skate on (laughs) but then when I was 16 I discovered Bruce Springsteen because again my dad was a fan and I was like yeah I'm I'm gonna try and give Bruce a shot and I bought the greatest hits and the first three tracks on the greatest hits was like Thunder Road Born to Run and Badlands Uh, uh. and I was sold
0: Uh. yeah so did that music have an impact on you that you felt sort of went deeper than, than Yoakum? It
3: made me want to write songs. Like Dwight, you know, it's cool to have a guitar and play, and he's the king of cool, right? But hearing Bruce, it was like, I want to write something that sounds like that. Not that I'll ever get anywhere close, but that, that chase of writing something like Jungle Land. Yeah. Yeah.
0: When you were 14, say uh, ninth grade, right, or yeah. eighth ninth grade, were you at that point already deep into your instrument and starting to write songs?
3: Yeah, I'd started playing guitar when I was about 12. Okay. Um, taking lessons, I learned a little bit, learned some chords, and learned you know a few lead licks. But again, I was wanting to write songs because I wanted to put together a garage band. It's like. Well, if we're going to be legitimate, we we got to write our own songs. Uh-huh. And so my guitar teacher and I would write songs. And we spent a year doing that before my parents squashed that. they were like, "We're not going to pay, you know, once a week for you to write songs. You can just do that, you know."
0: That sounds like a great thing to do with a teacher. It
3: was. I mean, and it it did teach me a lot that year we spent doing it about rhyming schemes and how to make things flow together and just you know the songs were utter nonsense because what are you going to talk about when you're fourteen years old? But. Uh-huh. um It was a starting point, for sure.
0: So what else was going on with you as a young teenager?
3: I was homeschooled up through seventh grade, and then my parents kicked me out.
0: Uh I was a bit of a hellion, Uh if you
3: can believe that, Brad. I was homeschooled second through seventh grade, and then they sent me to a private Christian school. Okay. Yeah, so I'm one of those kids.
0: Uh What does that mean?
3: (laughs) It means whatever you want it to mean.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That was a a value that uh, was big in in their lives. Mm -hmm. What about you? Did you hold on to that?
3: In a way, as I like to say, me and the big man have an understanding. When I was 16, you know, 15, 16, I was very much a product of that hard right wing conservative Christian environment. Mm. But as I got older and I got into the world and, you know, met people that didn't grow up in North Carolina that were from, you know, another side of the world. I learned pretty quickly that uh, there's more than one way of thinking and other than the way I was taught up and who's just and it, it just made me start questioning things that I, that I had been taught growing up
1: custom deluxe in the front row seat to the passenger side holding your knees what you got to keep I'll lick you.
3: Even still growing up in that environment my dad had always you know just tried to tell me from the time I could start thinking for myself when I became a teenager because he had had someone that mentored him that told him the same thing was there's more than one way to, to think and to view the world and not everybody believes the same thing that you do so it just taught me to have an open mind as I got older instead of just being you know a stubborn punk it it allowed me to have that flexibility to consider some other viewpoint other than my own whether I agree with it or not yeah sure that,
0: After high school, did you do college or think about college?
3: I did. I went to a couple years of community college. What did you do there? Um, I studied aviation management technology. I was on track to be a commercial pilot, which still may happen if this thing don't work out.
0: Do you do anything other than music? I do.
3: Yes, I still have a day job. I'm fortunate enough. uh, I think we even probably talked about it last time. Was I I work with a a group of good people, and they're you know work from home, and they let me come and do this and. And are flexible with me on schedule and, and, and can be supportive so I'm, I'm very thankful for that
0: yeah that kind of rings a bell what what kind of work
3: it's a it's an air charter company <clears throat> so uh you know you can call up and say hey i'm gonna go from lexington kentucky to nashville and we'll send
1: you a quote if you
3: want to fly down there
1: rubber, rubber on the boulevard passing the speed in a stranger's car don't tell don't tell Lines of sin Hot nights in the city Boy, where are you? She calls, she calls with a panic switch jar you bloated and dead in a side street ditch You know, you know you're just a step away From an old named x-ray from yesterday The smell of...
3: started playing in 2014. And a couple years into that, I was, you know, meeting people playing songwriter nights and open mic nights. And uh, a friend of mine, Callie Smith, set up a songwriter night with uh, this guy, Seth Williams. And at the time, I thought he was like my age, Uh, so I would have been 22 at the time. He was this like 16-year-old kid, come to find out. But we hit it off, Uh, his family and I. We'd show up at each other's gigs and be like, You know, he's playing a pizza joint one night, and so I'd go show up and be like, Yeah, come play a few songs, and then he'd show up at one of mine. And we were playing together so much, and I was talking with him and his family. It's like, Seth wanted to put a band together, as did I. I was like, You're a good songwriter. I'm a good songwriter. Like, why don't we just join forces and, and start a band? So we did that. And our first official show as Whiskey Foxtrot was in 2017, even though we'd been playing a year before that.
0: And was it down by where you live? Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, we pretty mostly playing across North Carolina to start with. We were doing acoustic duo stuff, and but with the idea of, hey, we want to put a band together. And Seth uh, had already been making music with Terry Von Cannon and Stephen Worley. They had played on some of his solo records. So we like, well, we need a bass player. Brad. That's where we found Brad. We put an ad out on Craigslist. Really? Yeah. And we, got, we went through a few weirdos. We ended with, yeah, That <laughs> took the words right out of my mouth. <laughs> we met brad in 2018 and we just we hit it off with him we hit the road and didn't look back pretty much
0: and he didn't try to sell you mary kay cosmetics or amway or anything like that
3: N- not that i recall
0: <laughs> you were coming from uh, dwight yokum mm-hmm. and where was seth coming from and he
3: grew up uh, around bluegrass his uh, maternal grandfather played bluegrass but he was also involved in the blues scene down there through terry von cannon who was mentoring seth and so they did you know, blues competitions. They'd go to Memphis and compete. And he won you know, a few a few different years, if I'm not mistaken.
0: And the instrumentation for Whiskey Foxtrot for folks who yep. haven't listened to that music?
3: Seth and I both sang and played guitar. And we had Brad on bass, a drummer, Stephen Worley, and uh, Terry Cannon on lap steel. So it was a blend of southern rock and country, off-country kind of
5: stuff.
1: Yeah. I can feel it, I can feel it in the air. Hide your eyes and pretend you don't care. Can't you feel it? Just like a heat wave. Maxed out and you push it back in. Just like I told you it's original sin. Are you guilty digging a grave? Grown up to try to teach you all the facts the ones who turn the back of God in country. Well, so they say. He the in the Bible well To change your channel, but you know what you felt. Here's a word, you'll be better destroy Don't wanna be just another good Southern. the dissension and hate Shut it down before somebody gets
2: hurt Another mother crying over hers Is it too late? We're back with more Red Barn Radio after this break. Red Barn Radio, Roots Music, Southern Style. We'll be right back.
1: You've got to get to sleep at night This ain't all matter of left and right. Heat the waves in the Bible bell. To change your channel, but you know what you best. Here's a word you can never destroy. Don't want to be just another good Southern boy. Don't want to be, don't want to be a good Southern boy.
2: Welcome back. This is Red Barn Radio recorded live from the Arts Place Performance Hall in Lexington, Kentucky. Red Barn Radio, Roots Music, Southern Style.
1: The they won't hinge, what it's standing for Just a relic of and hate Shut it down before somebody gets hurt Another mother crying over hers Is it too late? glad you're They flipped the script and read the whole design Even still they only read you half the lies Now it's up to you To make it clear Even ways in the Bible well. They change the channel But you know what you've had Years of work You're compelled to destroy don't so want to be just another good soul
0: To introduce the other players here. Hey Mitch, when did you start, and are you from that area down there? Uh, thing? Yeah, North Carolina. I was okay. born in Mount Airy, North yeah. of Mayberry. Uh huh. So, oh yeah, uh, indeed. I started,
5: you know, beating around on things when I was about three or four. Uh huh. Um, when I turned five, I got a, a drum set, a keyboard, a microphone. Oh, wow. and A guitar. A little backup story. My dad he owned a, re- a record store and a radio station, so I was constantly. I had music for days. I mean, they would bring me the top 100, so I constantly had just, you know, so I just started playing along to everything, and early on, Elvis was my big guy. I'm 54, so it goes on back, so Elvis was my thing, the monkeys. When I was five, my dad, he got me into impersonating Elvis, because I liked Elvis, so he, my grandmother made me a suit, or a few suits, actually, (laughs) and uh, I started touring the three states, like North Carolina, South Carolina, Virginia. My dad was a DJ, so he would emcee, you know, pageants, so he, he, brought me into that. And then when I was uh, seven, we went to see Elvis in Greensboro. He got me up there. And uh, then the next year he gets me up there again. So I was on stage with Elvis twice in 75 and 76. 76 was a longer time. I I got to get up there and shake my leg and Elvis falls on his back laughing. So, you know, it was a crazy childhood story. It went away. I I, I retired from that when I was nine. Um, So (laughs) I had gotten into Kiss and uh, Van Halen and these other bands. And so I kind of (laughs) Ventured away from Elvis. Not that I don't like him, but you know, I I started getting more into uh, the stuff. Yeah, and then by the time I was 11, (laughs) I was playing in a band. Have been ever since. As far as training goes, basically self-taught. Studied a whole lot. I teach drums all week. Um, I went to Drummers Collective in New York, in Manhattan. So I went there for a month and just done some private studies with some teachers. I attended that in 94. I picked four guys just to do some lessons with for a month. It was a game changer. I mean, you know, I, from Mayberry and you go up to New York when you're 23, 24, whatever it was, that was a whole different, I'd never been there.
3: The first gig that Whiskey Foxtrot played with a full band with Brad, Mitch was actually the drummer because our original drummer, Stephen Worley, couldn't make it that night, so Mitch filled in
5: with us yep that's how I got to know them and then on other things I'm in like a crazy prog rock instrumental thing with the bass player from Mudbane Um, it's called soften the glare
0: and so I do that and that gives you a chance to use some other kinds of chops yeah,
5: yeah, I use a way bigger kit with them. Uh-huh. <laughs> so that's a lot of other stuff. Uh, but uh,
0: That's Mitchell on drums. Now we're going to hand the mic over to Nikki Forrester.
6: My dad has a minor in piano. So it was, I'm one of four. So he was like, I'm, I'm not going to make them play music, but I'm going to make them take a year of piano each. Uh-huh. And I think I was the only one that stuck with it. Did piano for a few years and found heavy metal music. And I was like, well, piano's stupid. So I didn't play <laughs> piano for really seriously for. Until about a year before Sam got in touch with me, but uh, just played it on and off, you know, playing guitar and bass and drums and other things. Then about year or two before the pandemic, I was like, let me get back into piano a little bit. And then right as I had started to get okay at it again, Sam was like, I need you to be a lot better than okay. So, so that's kind of when that started. You don't give yourself enough credit. None of, <laughs> none of y'all do, but but yes, yeah, so I've been. I mean, I've been playing since I was eight, but. Has trained, I guess, but never went to school for it or anything. Just private lessons mostly. This is one of the most polished groups I've ever played in. Like, uh, was, we don't really like anything less than perfection, which like I like. But playing in garage rock and metal bands and stuff—that's not a standard that you usually get to see. So it's a it's a real treat getting to play with guys this good. You know, like like guys, Mitch, Brad, and Sam are some of the best musicians I've ever played with. So it's it's a real treat getting to be in this project.
1: Are you crying Or just wet from the rain Are you lying Or just feeling the shame You're afraid of enough On the bad side of the book But you give back All the dignity you took Tell me now Turn your head to the side And force out a call You can dress back up They don't see nothing wrong They say it gets better in a week or two But this time it's different You feel what's right to do Cause it's coming in Loud and clear Yeah, it's coming in Loud and clear Now the town's lit up Like a pinball machine You can see the flames But you know what they mean Burning up the years of hate and sin We can't look away and we can't go back again Cause it's coming in Loud and clear Yeah, it's coming in loud and clear Would you catch yourself when you're starting to glide? And would you stand up for your brother's pride? Or would you cavil like a dog that's been tittered around? Would you? Hate coming in.
0: Brad Cardell on Bass and Vocals. Hey, good Brad. to have you back again, uh, good Bradley. To see, good to see you again. What is it that's sort of kept you with Sam? You guys obviously have a long friendship.
4: He owed me money, so I went uh, ahead and... Uh, there we you go. Know, there, yeah, that wasn't... No. <laughs> when Whiskey Foxtrot um, split up, um, I was thinking I probably had some downtime going on, but it really split two songwriters apart, and there was only one foundational bass player knew all of it, so I got a little, like twice as busy. I've always enjoyed both both Seth and Sam's uh, writing. We spent a lot of time together putting those songs with Whiskey Foxtrot together, and, and, you know, you you build those relationships. So it wasn't something I wanted to part with. Sam and I were pretty tight on some songs already that were coming out before the, the split, right? I wanted to kind of see that through. I wanted to see that to fruition and see see that happen on, on his album after the whiskey box shot split up. So I, I felt like we had more work to do. I didn't want to walk away from that. So that's why I'm still
1: Looking lovely In the crowd I'm feeling lonely Watch me now struck like a feeling now what and it's okay
0: Alcohol is sort of an occupational hazard for people who are in the entertainment field. You reflected a little bit on the impact that that had on relationships for you. How did things change for you in terms of the way that you work, write, your routines as an artist when you were able to put alcohol behind you?
3: Well, in short, it, it just made everything better. I mean, just across the board, physically, mentally, emotionally feeling better. And uh, it's that same old cliche everyone says, when you get sober, you know, your mind gets clear and you're writing better than ever. And I was like, ah, when I was drinking, I was like, I don't know, whatever. I'm, I'm pretty good now, you know. Not that I think I'm great now, but once I s- spent some time, you know, without it in my system, I noticed my energy coming back just on a day-to-day level, coming out and playing a show, you know, we'd go and play a two- or three-hour gig with Whiskey Foxtrot and I'd be winded in the first 30 minutes. But after, you know, stopping drinking, lose weight, trying to exercise and eat better or less. Multiple things come with it it Makes make your mind clear. And when the pandemic happened, I was terrified that I was never going to write another song again because Whiskey Fox Mm. tried to just put a record out. And I was like, I'm never going to write again. I don't know if I can do this. And then all of a sudden, uh, the first version of Let Me Out came. And then after that, it was just like every week, one or two coming out. We played a gig one night, Brad and Seth and I, and... Like on the way home is when "Let Me Out" started happening, and so I was like, "I just saw you like 20 minutes ago. You're already just writing new stuff." It's like, "Yeah," mm. and it got the, our juices flowing, and uh, which ended up leading into Heat Waves. But I was, it allowed me to open up my mind and not just focus on whatever I was bummed about or upset about or whatever yeah. broken heart I had, just to try and uh, it's part of that growing, just you know, having an open mind like we talked about earlier. Yeah.
1: To make love last, well, I've been here more times than I can't play my roots in just one spot. When you've seen it all with your own eyes, you know this ain't, but then this guy's can't leave you here all alone. So just take your toys and go home, baby. Don't you know? Feels like times are shaking. No women on the other line, blind solo, oh, I'm doing just fine. Long little girl, I'll see you on down the road. Well, to keep you here just ain't fair. And I've lost my will to care. If you stay with me, we go insane. Ain't no other woman to blame. I've seen dive bars and Nashville lights, you know, the music city. Burn so bright, there's a hole on the world there for me to see. The and Way's got the hold on me, can't leave you here all alone. So just take your toys and go home. Baby, don't you know? Feels like times are me. No women on the other line. I'm so long doing just fine. So long, little girl, singing on down the road. you home the other side I can't leave you here all alone, so just take your towards and go home baby don't you know it feels like times have changed no women on the other line fine solo doing just fine so long little girl i see you on down the road I can't leave you here all so just take your toes and go home Baby, don't you know It feels like times are shaking No women on the other line Flying solo, I'm doing just fine So long, little girl i see you on down the road. Well, so long, little girl i see you on down and road.
2: Thanks so much for listening. I'm Kathy Stamps.
0: There are so many people to thank for our program. First, Sam Foster and the Obsolete, our guests on tonight's program. We are ever grateful for our volunteers and staff who make our production happen so beautifully each week. And we want to thank all of you, all of you for listening to our webcast, watching us on YouTube, Facebook and Twitch, and those listening to us on the network of Red Barn Stations and media worldwide. Red Barn Radio comes to you from our home, the Arts Place Performance Hall in downtown Lexington, Kentucky. Our website has updates and further information on our guests and our program. We're on the web at redbarnradio.com. And now let's bring back Sam Foster and the Obsolete for one more tune.
1: strange. Still it's gotten in the that's making you this way. Her eyes held the pressure, the truth, and the fear. That's when I knew someone else been sleeping here. And she wouldn't answer. She wouldn't tell. She knew if I found out it'd send me to hell. Yes, sir. Had two keys stashed back in the trunk. The deputy drug me out and he held me on the ground. They put me in cuffs and we went downtown. They never called the dogs and they never searched the car. A DUI was my only charge. When I posted bail, deputy told me with a grin, respect. And coming up the street From 654, 65-4 Into the drive That's when my hand I flipped on the lights She was acting kind of nervous Nerves weren't thin And I never thought about it Too much again So I'm rolling out My hands clenched high Somebody's gonna Get it tonight When they strap me to the gurney I can rest my head And they'll roll me out My head's finished shine Somebody's gonna get it tonight